0: In this episode of the Florey Stroke Podcast, I'm here today with Karen Borschman, a physiotherapist who works in rehabilitation and health settings and has worked in three countries. She recently completed her PhD at La Trobe University on the topic of changes to the skeletal system and glycemic control after stroke and relationships with physical activity. Karen now works as a research fellow at the Florey Institute and has recently commenced a new role in research translation at St. Vincent's Hospital in Melbourne. In today's episode, we talk about her research into the relationships between blood sugar, exercise, bone loss, and stroke. I'm Tessa Marshall, and this is Scientists of Stroke by Florey Stroke. Welcome to Scientists of Stroke by Flory Stroke, where we discover how researchers at the Florey Institute are working to prevent stroke and reduce the impact of strokes. You can follow us on Twitter at Flori Stroke and find us on Facebook at Flory Stroke. Hey Karen, thanks for joining us today. Hi. Thanks for inviting me. So some of your research focuses on bone loss and blood sugar levels after stroke. Could you tell us a bit more? about
1: this? Yeah, sure. So the major uh, focus and the primary outcome that we were looking at was the rate of bone loss after stroke, as well as how glycemic control or people's ability to control their blood sugar levels, how that changed after stroke. We do know that people are at heightened risk of bone fracture after stroke, as well as diabetes or poor blood sugar control that puts people at risk of secondary strokes. So we found in my study that people lost a great amount of bone, bone mineral, in their legs just within the first six months of stroke. And so it was at about two or three times the rate that you'd expect compared to a normal healthy ageing person and it was predominantly in the leg that had been weakened by the stroke. So both legs were affected, but particularly the weaker leg after stroke. So we, we found that the amount of times that people stood up And weight bed through their legs just within the first week of stroke that was associated with the amount of bone loss after stroke so um, we're hypothesizing and in a future study we're going to test that getting people to stand up that might help to reduce bone loss and improve fracture risk after stroke.
0: So why is it that stroke survivors are at such an increased risk of fractures?
1: So we know that people after stroke are relatively inactive and activity and weight-bearing is required to maintain and build bone strength. Also, and this is an area that I'd like to investigate further, is the pathophysiology of what's actually happening inside the brain after stroke. So the inflammatory pathways and nerve and body systems that are dysregulated after stroke are influencing the, the metabolism or the, the building and breakdown of bone.
0: And you mentioned glycemic control also isn't as good after stroke.
1: Yeah, so again, uh, physical inactivity, um, like for all of us, the more healthy and active that we can be, the better our body is at being able to control our blood sugar levels. Um, Also muscle loss after stroke and the muscles are the site that a lot of the blood sugars are actually used. So if you're having less muscle activity, then your body is not as effective controlling the blood sugars. And furthermore, uh, from my studies, we did find that sedentary activity, so the amount of time that people were lying down or sitting down, was associated with glycemic control. The good news is people who were less sedentary, so who were up and moving about more often, they had improved glycemic control. And overall, and a little bit unexpectedly, but overall in our group of 35 people, they had an improved glycemic control. And that was mostly associated with improved fat. Most people lost fat in the first six months of stroke and that helped them to improve their blood sugar control.
0: So you've been talking about how exercise hopefully improves all of these outcomes and hence will reduce the chance of them having another stroke. So now you're looking at a new project involving the impact of exercise on blood sugar and bone loss in stroke survivors.
1: So flowing on from PhD studies, we're starting to develop a new intervention program so it'll be based on the weight bearing and sensory activity within the first few months after stroke. We're going to be targeting people relatively early after stroke to see if we can reduce some of those reductions in bone, bone mass that we observed in my PhD study. So um, in this two-stage design methodology there's we're going to have four small studies running in parallel to each other. We're going to be testing the intervention in people who can and cannot walk at home and in the gym environment, so a combination of those four factors will determine which arm of the trial people go into. People who can walk and people who cannot walk after stroke are likely to be able to engage in physical activity in different ways, so we need to be able to target the intervention specific to their abilities. And furthermore, um, some people like to exercise at home, some people like to exercise in a gym. And so we're actually going to test the intervention in both locations to see whether they're as effective in both areas. And it's important to note that this is an early phase two study design so that this information and the data will be able to pull together into a a larger phase three trial that will be able to test the efficacy of the study. For a phase three trial, we'll need to get big funding to, to test it in a larger, group of people. And then if that Phase 3 study is found to be safe and effective, then we'll be able to use that information and the results of that to um, contribute to stroke clinical guidelines.
0: So what makes this study different to previous research?
1: The fact it was quite long-term follow-up. We followed people up for two years from very early after stroke, which is not typical for stroke studies. So the beauty of the, the intervention that we're proposing is that it should be a relatively simple intervention, and it will be appropriate to use for many people with stroke. It can be incorporated into stroke services and carer education around the world.
0: And it's great that you can do it, you know, in the gym or at home. And you know, whether the participants can walk or not, that's sort of factored in. Sounds like it'll be applicable to. A lot of people, hopefully.
1: That's what we're mm-hmm. aiming for.
0: Thank you, Karen, for joining us today. Thanks very much for having me. Please do get in contact if you'd like it to do a PhD in my area. Thanks for joining our conversation with Karen Borschman. I'm your host, Tessa Marshall. To hear more about Karen's work and about other stroke research at the Flory, check out our other episodes and don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Flory Stroke.